following Willie Moore and Moore. Awarded! Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Two fancy for that. Welcome to episode number six of the Take with Willie and Ian. I probably should have shut the door with you because I'm up the coast. You're down in Melbourne. We're all over the place at the moment, but we are still where are you? Where going are you? to where record. Are you? Where are you at the moment? Be- I'm up in beautiful Foster uh, school holidays. Oh, so family's up here for the week. Uh, it's got the, the wife and the child and the dog. We're all... Uh, Trying to work out what to do when it rains every day when you're up the coast. Is the good. weather is the weather awful? Awful. It's all right today, which is good because it it's the one day that I'm doing the podcast and I can't go out and enjoy it. But you know, it's nice because I'm <laughs> committed. I'm committed to the course. It's only it's only an hour out of your day. Um, Melbourne is beautiful. So we went down to Tony Hashim's um, poker night, which he always has it once a year, and it was um, obviously a little bit close to everyone's heart because it was for um, Shane, Shane Warne's foundation and stuff like that. So to raise money yeah. for autism, autism and um, young kids and for Shane Warne's foundation. So it was a great turnout, um, you know, so um, raised a, I raised a hell of a lot of money. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a great cause. It was good. And people know how good you are at gambling and uh, your poker's even better, isn't it? You are probably one of the greatest <laughs> poker players that's ever played the game. It's ever even walked into the casino. I'm one of the, I'm one of the worst and I'm very impatient and I just don't... I can't sit on a table for five hours, mate. It's, it's ridiculous. Too long. It's way got, too long. And like, I don't want to win a car. Like, I don't. That's <laughs> all you. You win a car, but I mean, like, and there's a different things. Like, so just say, you can buy in. So if you go all in with all your money and everything like that, you can just like buy back in. So I bought back in like three times and still was out in half an hour. Because this one little dude, this one little, this one little dude kept schooling me, and I thought I had him. I had a jack and I had a jack and a, um, a king, and all I needed was a king on the on the river or whatever it was called. Um, and he got two queens, and he mm. took the whole pot. Every because everybody went all in, and I would have been killing it, and I would have walked away. But don't you reckon? Don't for- you reckon it gets to a point though with poker where you're playing for a while and it's exciting and it's interesting, and then you just get to a point where you're like I'm going all in because I just need this to stop now. I'm done. Like honestly, I'm like, I'm, 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 and I've played. I know. I know how to play poker a little bit. I know the rules. You know. You know what I mean to get through. And I'm like, I'm fucking done. I'm bored. <laughs> I want to have a drink. Like I want to go socialize, and everyone's just taking it so serious. I get it if you're on the, you know, if you're on the poker tour and you're a professional. You take that serious because you've got money on the line. What are we going to win? Nothing. 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 No. So Did like, you wear sunglasses and a hat? <laughs> and, it's not my, and it's not my money. No. Is it? It's not my money. No, that's right. So that's my attitude all the time. Like, this is not my money. So let's just, you know, I'm bored. And if the table's not that fun, I'm out. But we had a good table. It was, it was good. It was a great night. Great night. Are you going to come down next year? Yeah, I'm your plus one. I'll go all in about 12 minutes in and then we'll just go and drink at the bar. Yes, that's exactly what I did. That's pretty much what, that's as good as it gets. You're coming coming next year. You will love it. We'll have a great time. So, mate, were there any pitch invaders? There's been, obviously, there's been a huge amount of streakers going 
on in uh, in the world of rugby league. What is going on with those imbeciles? What are they thinking? Like, like what about the, the bird that that ran on the field on the weekend? That was that was ballsy. I don't know he what you were thinking. He didn't miss her. No, I don't understand. I mean, it's it's a woman, and this guy's like come in like Sonny Bill in two thousand and four. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it was a great hit. I'm like, it's a girl, dude. Like, just relax a little bit. What you do is grab her. You know what I mean? Then old mate runs on what on the, the Cronulla and West Tigers and hits the security. Oh, the bloke with the, the, bloke with the flare bothers me the most because at the end of the he day, a, a, how did he get a flare in there for starters? And second of he all, a, he was right next to the players. Like, at least that girl who ran on was just running on. Going she on was just well. saying, yeah, she was just having good chance. She, she was oh, obviously mate. just full of drink. But when people start having those protests and like they're running on there with uh, with that flair, and if I was a player, then you'd almost be thinking, I'm going to have to like actually physically restrain this bloke before the security gets here because he could do anything. Yeah, he's got a Ric Flair on him. I'm, 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 I'm going to be <laughs> – if I saw that in a game, like I'm, I'm hitting him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a weapon. It's a weapon. Like I'd say, you don't want that. I can I can handle it when, you know, like just say that the bird ran on the field. That was a bit of fun and all that kind of stuff. The tackle was a little bit excessive, but that's all. That's all it was. Um, but that the weapon, no, the, yeah. the flare. That's 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 a little bit overboard. How do you get a flare in there? Um, yeah, they've got to do security. Well, how do you, how do you do that? Like you just do they not check? Because every every other every other place that I've been. Um, Games like Home Bush Bank West, they're checking everyone's bags. Yeah. Before you get yeah. in. So like I'm not sure how we got that. Like imagine if you hit something well, in the eye or if I guess if you're that sort of bloke that's gonna like those protesters, if they're so um if they're so sort of in they want to basically disrupt thing, they 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 stop traffic on the harbour bridge and they they're just pissed. What, what, what was his point? What was his point? Oh, it's that fireproof that are all about climate change and that sort of thing. So that, they, they basically, they try and stop things on the Harbour Bridge. They try and, they, they chain themselves to stuff. They try and disrupt to get themselves publicity. Oh, he's they, one of those guys. He's one of those. So they've shoved him in jail. Yeah. So he's got three months in jail. Um, it's like anti, is, anti, Antifa or some shit like that. Yeah, so it's, I think it's called Fireproof, um, this, this organisation. But at the end of the day, everyone just hates him now. Like, it's just, it's just dumb. And there's, it's the same sort of thing as that bloke. Have you seen that bloke Jarbo that dresses? He dressed up like in a in English cricket kid and ran on when they were playing yeah. here or, or, or And then he's gone out when when the rugby side's playing and like he did it once or twice and it was like, oh, that's pretty funny. This guy's pretty funny. And then he does it four times. You're like, mate, jokes over. No. But you've no. done it three times. Did you ever invade it when you were on the pitch when you were playing? I did once. It was uh, 2006 at the end of the Four Nations and we just beat New Zealand. And like we won and everything, everyone was celebrating. And this guy ran over the fence, his Kiwi boat. And I saw him come from like nowhere and he tried to tackle me and I dropped my hip. Yeah, I dropped. And he was drunk as hell. I dropped my hip and elbow right into his head and knocked him straight on his back. But like, this is like 2006. So no one really gives a shit. Like security didn't care, like because like I saw him because I was like because I was, I was doing an interview, or someone talking to someone, and he come from the side. I'm like, he's gonna try and tackle me, so I just went bang. And he, you know, I think he regrets that. He got an elbow straight. Why would he now. pick you? Because that was the whole. You? Remember 2006? 2006. 
Yeah, but you oh, know the whole, that. you know the whole, you know New Zealand thing. There was a bit, there was a massive rivalry and all that kind of shit. The Kidwell stuff and like you know like disrespecting the hucker. What a load of shit. So he's one of those guys, and um, yeah, he got dealt with. That was the only one. So he, but he, that's I've, I've seen pitch invaders. You know, like people running on the field when we're playing, but like yeah. not someone coming not for me personally. Close. I was yeah. like, hey, and and like no one even saw him. Like imagine if like. You know, if he had a weapon, like security didn't protect me. I was there by yeah. myself. Remember that bloke a few years ago at State of Origin, that big fat bloke? He ran on new. He was my favourite. He was definitely my favourite. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. He's the best. So, uh, Anthony Milford, this is an interesting one, Will, because I don't really understand what's happened. But Anthony Milford has been cleared of the charges in court. He got a fine for something. But for the main yeah. charges that he was stood down from, um, he's been cleared. So Newcastle apparently are very interested in registering his contract and probably probably should because they're, they're skinny in the halves and they've had injuries and clunes on one leg. So it makes sense for Newcastle. Anthony Milford, on his day, is one of the best players in the game. Yeah. The NRL are refusing to register his contract. I find this really strange because at the end of the day, if a court has found him not guilty of the charges that he was stood down for, and now all of a sudden the NRL is saying, well, we're not going to register your contract anyway. At what point does that become an issue from a legal perspective where Anthony Milford can say, well, hang on a second, I, I, I don't fail your character test that you're setting. I've, I've, I've got off these charges. It's really strange that the NRL has chosen to, to, to go down this road, unless they know something we don't. But I, I don't know. Poor old Anthony Milford now is in limbo. Well, that's terrible. If the, if the charges are dropped and everything like that, and like you just got to look at the the track record of other players playing, like that scumbag Dylan Walker. You know what I mean? Like he's still playing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, like he, his charges got dropped. Alleged, he allegedly beat the shit out of his wife. You know what I mean? Like he's a scumbag. Like, I don't think he should be able to play in the game. Matt Lodge holds people to hostage. Like he gets his contract. Like he can. He's he's allowed to play. So what's what's the difference with? Like uh, like Milford, like he's, he's yeah. obviously his charges got dropped. Like so, you know, like it's double standards, and that's why players get pissed off. That's why player managers and fans and all that kind of stuff. Like unless they know something we don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I can't I can't cop the scumbags that are playing the game right now who have disrespected women and 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 everything like that. Like Matt Lodge was just I think he's just gone crazy over there. But like Dylan Walker and all this kind of stuff, he should never play the game again. It's a privilege. Yeah. It should be a privilege. They always promote. It's a privilege to play the game. It's a privilege. Yeah, well, not if you know the right people. And it's funny too, because George Burgess, you know, it looks as if that's been a bit of a beat up as well. But George Burgess has been charged. He's pled not guilty, um, you know, and, and he's able to play for St George. And so I, I, it just, there just isn't any consistency with these decisions. And look, maybe I'm missing something, but at the end of the day, you just got to look at these people and say, well, he, Anthony Milford has every right to say, why is my case different from anyone else's? Yeah, I, I feel sorry for him. Like he's done, he's, he's done his due diligence. He's sat out for like, you know, he's been out for what, eight, nine months. Missed yeah. out on the preseason, missed out on, on, a, on like getting on a roster, all that kind of stuff. You know, he's, he's, he's paid his time. Unless, you know, there's, something, there's some, some other shit that we don't know. But I, I doubt it. You know, like he's, what was the charge? Was it, was it assault? Yeah, he was apparently at a, at a bus stop um, or a taxi rank or something and had an argument with his wife for, and then these yeah, other girls okay, stepped yeah, in I and then, he got, and then he, 
I think he chucked a garbage bin into something, and that's what he ended up getting charged for. For for you know, and that's, that's what I mean. If that's if that's the charge, and then we have a look at the other scumbags that are playing the game, it's just unfair. Yeah, to- totally unfair. I always go back to the Dylan, Dylan Walker thing. It's just yeah, like he should he should he should never be able to play the game again. But you know what? He gets to play the game. Yeah, he signed with the Warriors. They're creating quite a roster over there, actually. But uh, yeah. so. The other thing that Paul Crawley's been, it's funny, you know, Paul Crawley, he was the one basically who came out and was talking about how Kyle Flanagan was going to die last weekend because big bad Penrith were going to, you know, destroy destroy his life. Kyle Flanagan actually managed to survive that 80 minutes. He didn't die, which was excellent news for everyone, especially Kyle Flanagan. But now he's come out this week and it's the inevitable round five or round six Who's which coach is going to get sacked first? And so he's listed, you know, four coaches. I think it was the, the usual suspects, you know, Maguire, Barrett, any side that's not going well, Kevin Walters and, and maybe Anthony Griffin. Now, Anthony Griffin's a signed extension. So why would you put him in there? You know, like, fair enough to George aren't going well, but he's just signed an extension. But what is it with this obsession that the media has with which coach is going to get sacked? I don't understand. Like, why would you try and, like, the topics, like just say they've got a comfy job and, you know, they get paid well. And I know I know they get paid to comment on the game and everything like that. But, like, you're costing these guys jobs. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, you're sitting up there in, in your ivory tower just saying which coach should be sacked. Which co- like, what sort of arsehole are you? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're sitting up there, like, and trying to say, like, he's not good enough to coach. You, maybe you're a shit journalist and you should be out of, you should be out of your job. Like, there's no one calling him out. Sit up there and they just talk shit, you know. Like, like PK and I got a good relationship. He's a good bloke. Most of the stuff that he says, he's pretty much spot on. But those other blokes, mate, I just can't. I just cannot cop. I just can't cop them. I'm like, he's sitting up there going, "This, this coach should be safe." He costs some people their livelihoods, mate. Do you know what I mean? As if there's not, I just, I just as if there's not enough pressure on them as well. Will like it's they, these coaches are fully oh. aware of the pressure that comes through, and then they open the paper and all that. And the thing that comes back, and I guess. You know, you buy the ticket, you take the ride, right? So if you're going to be an NRL coach or, or, or a professional coach in a professional sport, then there's going to be some form of scrutiny on performance. It's a results-based industry. I get that. But it at is. the end of the day, yeah. it's it's. You, you, I, I just think about their families, like reading about how this place is going to get sacked, and and you don't know their personal lives, and and from, like they've yeah. got mortgages, they've got to, they get sacked. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's that's what I mean. Like it's, it's, it's there's a lot of variables, and they just sit up there and say he should be sacked, he should he should be gone. Like it's not like the NFL where the coaches call all the plays. There's accountability for the for the players. You know what I mean? Maybe they've got a really shit roster. Most of these teams they can't compete with Penrith. They can't compete no. with Melbourne. They just don't have the cattle there. Like you really can't blame the coach. The coach is implementing game plans, and the co- and the players can't put that on the field. That's what's happening. Like it's 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 all player driven. You know what I mean? Like it's like you got to you got to blame the players. You can't blame coaches. Coaches they, the coaches put so much work in. I even know like what what Trent Barrett does. All he does is work. He works like 60, 70 hours a week. He's nonstop in the in the club doing videos, trying to make that club better, trying to make people better. You know what I mean? Like improve the whole club. And it's just like it's just the results aren't happening at the moment. So it's like. Mate, like, what do you do? Like, it's just like, it's, it, I, I, I've never been a player who's gone, you know what? 
we lost this game. Fuck, that's the coach's fault. Yeah. That's the coach's fault. Not like uh, we just dropped the ball like 10 times. We didn't get to the end of our sets. Everyone missed tackles. Like there's a lot of a lot of shit that the players are accountable for. If you're putting game, you don't have to have the X's and O's and like it's a simple game. You know what I mean? You run hard, tackle hard, complete your sets. You have a few. Everyone has the same sort of moves. It's all about execution. You can't execute at game speed on game day. And that's on the players, mate. It's never really on the coaches, unless the coaches are a complete asshole, and it's, that's that's rarely the case. And usually they get found out and they get sacked. And it's interesting too, because you think as a player, if you're sitting there and all the pressure comes through the press, the the only probably side that where there's pressure on the player as well is at the Tigers with Maguire and Brooks. So Brooks wears a fair bit as well. So every time the Tigers win, it's either Brooks lose, it's either Brooks's fault or Maguire's fault. Whereas if you look at I guess that the Dragons or, um, you know, we, we under Griffin, there's not one player that gets blamed every week. So the players, to some extent, then get under the cover of, well, the publicity is not good for St. George, but it's all starting to fall on the coach. So there's no accountability for the player then to have to go, well, no. you know, it, they're blaming me. So I'll just keep going under the radar. And if we keep losing, then more pressure builds on the coach. So, it just creates this, I guess, this this tower of pressure where at the end of the day, coaches get sacked because there's pressure from the media because people are like, all the time. oh, yeah. All the fans are like, oh, well, he can't coach because I read, you know, and it just creates this environment where coaches are walking on eggshells and they coach badly because they're coaching panicked rather than coaching the way they should be trying to run things. And a lot of coaches get really emotional and they take things personal because they watch these shows, especially some of these young coaches, you know, and it really, it does affect them. But like, I don't think Wayne Bennett watches 360. No. I don't think, I don't think Craig Bellamy does. You know what I mean? They don't give a shit what those guys say because it doesn't mean anything to them because they don't respect them because they don't, like, they're not there. Like, if they thought they were, if they think coaching is easy, why don't you go coach, Crawley? You know what I mean? Go, go do something instead of sitting there and just bagging everyone and calling people out. Mm. You know, it's like it's it's pathetic, and and players need to take accountability. But as you said, the media just pick on the coaches. Where it's like, hey, have a look at your cattle here. You know what I mean? Like Brooks, Brooks is only copping shit because of the money that he's on. Yeah, that's it. If he was on two hundred grand, no one would give a shit, and he would have got dropped no. probably six weeks ago. But because yeah. he's on, you know, 900 and he's on 1.1 mil next year, like, you know, you can't, make, you can't hate on him for earning that, earning that money. Good on no, him. Get as, much, yeah. get as much money as you can. Like, don't just sit there and go, he's on $1.1 million. Like, so what? That's the club's fault for paying him like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, 1.1 mil, that's massive. You know, for a kid who has never represented the game at all. He hasn't, like, played Origin. He hasn't played for a show or anything like that. Hasn't got his team to the semifinals. All those things. You know, you know what we should do. Money. You know what we're going to do, Will. Every time a journo makes a mistake, like when that bloke announced that Ozarko was signing with the uh, with the Eels, and then five minutes later he signed with the Titans, we're going to we're going to have a list of mistakes that journos make, and we're going to roll them out every week. See how they like it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Thank speaking you. of coaches, Ivan Cleary's re-signed. The, they got a mm. double the double deal. That was always going to happen, though, wasn't it? Penrith would be crazy yeah. either of those. Yeah, I mean, like Cleary's the young Cleary. He's the premier halfback in the comp at the moment, probably in the world. He's running that team, and obviously Ivan Cleary has um, 
you know, he's doing his job out there. He's got some good assistant coaches. He's got Serraldo and all that. So they've got a good gang out there. So it's 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 the right fit. You know, like he's got his everyone was worried at father and son sort of combination and all that kind of stuff, but it works. You know, he's got a great, he's built something great out there. And um they the juniors that they've got, just have a look. You lost Burton and you put this Tago kid in. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then you, lose, and then you, you lose Brian Toto and you put this May kid in. They're making mm. 200 metres a game. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They don't lose. It's just like a production line out there. They just keep they just keep building and building and building and just like, it's just next guy, next guy, next guy. So they've, they've really built something. When, when Gus started that academy, that centre of excellence out there, that's when people from Penrith, Penrith wanted to stay in Penrith. Mm. You know, they've always had a, a great breeding ground for rugby league. And now they're all coming through. And they'll probably, they're going to be hard to beat this year. They might go back to back. But even in the next five years, like they're going to be, they just keep breeding these great juniors. And Cleary deserves everything. And he probably took took less money so he can, you know, sign some of these other guys. Yeah. yeah. That's what happens when you, win, when you win a comp. You know, like they've already lost kick out. You know, you lost Appy Coruscant next year. So they're two integral parts of their team. So... You know, um, you want to keep Crichton, you want to keep those young outside backs, you want to keep Fisher Harris and Yo and all that, all those guys. So he, he did he did take a pay cut because he could have easily asked for I reckon 1.3, I reckon. 1.3, 1.4. I reckon that's what if you look at the market, you look at Ben Hunt, what he's on, and you have a look at what Cherry Evans is on. And he's worth more than both those guys. And Luke Brooks, really. Now you say and like Luke, yeah, and, Bro- and Brooks, yeah. So I'm not sure how much he signed for. It would be close to a million dollars, but he deserves it. it he's up, done his, and, he, and he's only 20, 22, 23. Like, he's, he's a baby. Still got his mm. best football to come. They should have signed uh, They should have signed Nathan Cleary for 600 and given his old man 2 million, and then that's not on the salary cap, and then his dad could hand it over at the dinner table. That's exactly what I would have done. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Smart. You're on 200 grand, Cleary, and dad's on 3 million. 17.6 million. <laughs> There's no cap on the dad. All right. So we are going into the games this weekend. There's some pretty good games this week, actually. I always look at the games as whether or not I would. I'm going to watch them all because we're contractually obliged to watch them all. So we love, but mm-hmm. I do love the game. But there's some games that you sit through and you're like, I don't really want to be watching this. I can think of things that I would rather be doing with my time, like watching Shark Like the game tonight. Us. The Raiders and the Cowboys. So oh, Who cares? Oh. Look, it's, it's one of those things. The Raiders, I don't know. I look at the Raiders and I go, at some point they're either going to click and they're going to start coming good or they're either going to be just terrible. And so it could be either. And tonight, I reckon the Cowboys are a bit the same. This is one of those games where either team could either be excellent or be terrible. Yeah, it's it's one of those games. I, I can't even pick one because Canberra Canberra looked pretty good in, in moments and so did North Queensland. They just can't get that 80-minute effort. So it's just like games like this do my head in. And it's a Thursday night. I, really, I usually want to watch football. And it's like this game doesn't just doesn't make me want to watch. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't know. Like, Cowboys are so inconsistent and so is Canberra. But, like, I, I'd lean towards Canberra because I, just because of the coach. You know, so they've still got a really brutal pack. They're still going good. They've still got Papali'i and, and all those guys. But, you know, that young, that young little hooker's going all right. The backs yeah, are going is. all right. They, they can string about, like, 60, 60 minutes good. But then they sort of just fall off a little bit. 
you know, I said, what did they play last week? Like Melbourne or someone like that? Like that? They went all right. Yeah. But Cowboys, I, I'm not sure. They had that one good win against the Bronx, which they always get up for that yeah. game. They always get up for that. It's like their grand final. So they've been disappointing since then. But yeah, games like this, they're hard. They're hard to pick. Souths were, I mean, they were good last week um, against, you know, an opposition that you could probably say aren't going that well. I actually thought that the way Canterbury played last week was really probably quite reassuring for Canterbury fans. I thought that they they competed against a side that everyone was saying was going to put a million on them. I think Kyle Flanagan did his job. Um, yep. You know, he'll only get better for a run like that. He didn't die thanks to Paul Crawley's duty of care. But um, he, um, you know, I, I feel like he, he is a genuine seven and he just, he was getting them around the park a bit better. They still don't have a lot of points in them yet, but that'll come. No, no I think, that, you know, they showed glimpses, especially late in the second half when they started, they started playing some football. It was like yeah. the pressure was off them. They started playing some really good football, hitting some good lines. Fox, Fox finally seen um, some fresh air. Set that good try up for Stimson. Um, like they were in that game. Like I was there. Like they were in that game. Like you know they had they had they had Penrith on the rack, and then they just you know the edge defence. You know a couple of little things that they they slipped up on, but their middles. You know Vaughan and Luke Thompson and Pangai. They 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 ripped into their middles. They they, they yeah. had them. But um, just you know you can't make that many mistakes coming out of yardage. You can't give Penrith and Melbourne good. You can't give them that sort of field position. Come out of yardage, you push a pass, like, and then they've got a scrum 30 metres out from your line. They're going to put pressure on you. And then when you get down there, you make mistakes. You can't do that against a good side. You nearly got to play a perfect game. So, but they were there. They showed a lot of improvement. They showed a lot of, um, you know, especially a lot of aggression in defence. They hit hard, you know, like they handled Fisher Harris pretty good. They handled, like, handled a couple other people. But that, that try in the second half, when they scored in the first five minutes, but Spencer yeah. Manu, that, that killed him. 26 to 6, you know what I mean? Like if, and then, you know, because the whole goal was us to score next and regardless of like how late it is, but just don't let them score first. And they scored in the first yeah. five minutes. So, so mentally, if you don't have that resolve and resilience, you know, it's hard to come back. And they end up scoring that next try, 26 to 12, game on. And then, you know, they scored, you know, another late try. So, but they were in it. They were in it. So there's a lot of improvement there. A couple of, couple of boys for, for the dogs didn't have their best days. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to name any, name any names. I think if you're a Bulldog supporter, you'd know who they are, but I don't think they'll ever play like that again. Yeah. The, no. A couple of those players. Some, some players, they just get, you know, they have those days. They have those days. Just one of those days. Some confidence players just, once the confidence is down, it just gets worse and worse. But, um, yeah. So what with South 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 looked as if they were starting to come good, and then they have Mitchell Mitchell again with that hamstring injury. He's out for oh, six to eight weeks or something. Is he? Blake? Yeah. So Blake Taft's going to step into fullback. He's a good footballer, but I just feel with South without Mitchell there, they're a very very different footy team. So it's bad luck for Latrell Mitchell. I hope he comes good by the time Origin starts. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll see how South respond to that. This week, yeah, they just don't have that real, real threat. You know what I mean? Like, especially when Cam Murray, when he gets around the the right side of the post, he, he has a really good shape, block shape, and he digs in. Usually, gets like the quickest play of the ball in the world, and then they all sweep around that left edge. And then, but Latrell's a big part of that. Like with with Taff, he's a good kid, but he's not Latrell. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he doesn't have that 
influence on games. He's not that strong. He doesn't have those silky hands, the real quick hands and all that kind of stuff. He's a different sort of player. He's got, you know, quick footwork and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, he's not a, he's not a big body. You saw that in the grand final. Um, but they'll miss Latrell because they, they don't have, the, you know, the Dane Gag eyes and all that kind of stuff. But their full pack's been going good. Jai Arrow's been killing it. Tatola's yeah, been going good. really good. Tom Burgess, Kalal Matungi's been playing really well. And, uh, and Cam Murray. So the forward packs is, that's always been their problem. Their forwards, yeah. if their forwards show up and dominate games, then it ignites Cook. Cook was running the game, running the ball, like he's making line breaks, setting tries up, all that kind of stuff. But if they don't, you know, if the Bulldogs handle their middles, it could be a good game. Uh, Penrith and the Broncos, that'll be a cover, unfortunately, especially the Broncos without Payne Haas. He's, he's got a week off for Shoegate, Shoe Grab, Shoegate. Uh, so yeah, it's, I can't believe you got a week for that, but anyway, so they're, they're going into, oh. they're going into Penrith undergunned. Penrith will just do a job. Absolutely hammer them. Yeah. They will. Payne Haas is the best yeah. forward in the world. Um, They've got no, they've got really no one else. Carrigan's going all right, but everyone else is pretty, pretty young in that team. So, yeah, I'm thinking about 44 to six, something like that. I'm going to go 13 plus if anyone's mm. having a pun on that. Uh, Manly versus the Titans. It was good to see David Fafita. Everyone's been bagging David Fafita. Oh, he's, he's not interested, blah, blah, blah. Look what happens when he gets ball. He picks it up from dummy half and has one of the most explosive runs of the year. It's like, give him the football. Dear everyone that he's involved with the Titans, give David for football. Give David Fafita football. The end. Early ball. Like, just please give it to him. He's the most dominant, most big, destructive human in the game since Talmalolo. And look, did you see when he got through the line how quick he was? Oh, do you know what I mean? It was I'm just not scary. It's so I'm scary. And I'm like, can we just give him the ball more? You know what I mean? Like, you've been bagging the kid. All he's been doing is, like, fucking kick chasing. And it was <laughs> awful. Like, just, he can't waste his talent playing 80 minutes and he hardly gets the ball. Like, like pass him the ball, early ball, like, regardless. Yeah, ball. Like, all, most of the ball he gets is shit coming out of, Coming out of yardage, play two. Everyone's lining up on you. You know what I mean? Like, but God damn, like when you're in the middle of the field in good ball, how about you just bang, bang, and just give the big kid the ball? He's going to do something. Don't run plays. Wow. Don't run decoys and all that sort of stuff. So, oh. I felt a bit sorry, actually, for Bryce Cartwright because he had a couple of really bad defensive plays when he was up at the Titans, and he's worked really hard on his defense. <laughs> and then that attempt on David Feeder, like, oh, I don't care who that was. No one's capping David Feeder there, but he just, it was yeah. like, oh, and, Bryce. And ex- back, exactly. Back like, he's de- his defence has been, like, outstanding, Bryce Cartwright. Yeah. But I then that it. one, I was just like, oh, oh. I'll, I'll forgive that. I'll, for- I'll forgive that. Because I'll he forgive it too. Flying. <laughs> he was like, flying. I was just like, oh, wow. How are you going to stop on the highlight reel. You- Yeah, you don't want that in. Watching video nah. when you what are you doing? What are you doing here? Well, I'm fucking trying. He's just best. way too quick. He's way I'm too quick and ridiculously strong. Uh, the best game of the weekend is the Storm versus the Sharks. This is actually this could actually be, I think, mm. a grand final preview-ish game. So I reckon Penrith, Storm, and the Sharks are probably that far ahead of everyone. Other oh, the Eels as well, and then you've probably got Eels the Roosters as well. But um, I don't know. The Sharks, this is a good test for them. This will be, this will be their best test. They'll, they'll, this will be the gauge to see if they can be a top four team, push for a grand final. Because, you know, Melbourne is... They're still the, 
the pinnacle. You know what I mean? Like if you got, if you got, if you can beat Melbourne, you know you're going to go all right. Or if you even if you can compete with them for 80 minutes, and I think Cronulla will compete with them for 80 minutes, regardless of the score. Fitzy's got him going great. Like you got to give credit to that coach. He'll probably get coach of the year already. You know what I mean? I think, you, I think I'm calling it early because like what he's doing with that squad out there and like, you know, just find the right people, you know, like scouting the right people. Like, you know, uh, you know, Nico Hines, like who thought, you know, not many players leave Melbourne and become superstars. He was, you know, so da- Dale, cool. like Dale so Finucane, Dale yeah. Finucane, like, you know I mean? He breeds toughness and that culture. He's been, he was at the dogs, two grand finals. Like he was, he was there when they were successful and he goes down to Melbourne plays in, you know, grand final every second year wins about three or four you know plays origin you know like he's he's that sort of person that you'd you'd go out of your way and recruit him people didn't want to sign him for four years you know what i mean like you know contracts don't really mean that much i'll tell you, know, you just, honestly that i'll tell you what it reminds me of will he wasn't he's not as explosive but because ben kennedy was probably my favorite player you know when i was a kid watching him play and yeah. So what what he brought the Manly from Newcastle, he brought that edge to that Manly side that they needed, and I feel like Fanukin's that sort of player. Like he's just brought that steel to that camp to that uh, Cronulla side mm. that you don't necessarily get to see it, but you just know when a team's got it, and he's brought that to Cronulla, and that's going to be a huge thing for them this year. Yeah, massively. The cultures that he's been in, he's, he's only he just wins. That's it. He's just a winner. I think they did a like three sixty did. A good piece on him, you know, which is good. You know, you got to give these, you got to give your flowers to these young kids while they're still playing. I'm glad I'm, that's that was the best thing that they did. You know, they showed, they compared him to Lazarus and all these sort of winners, and like, you know, they, they did a really good piece on him. So, and I think he deserves that. You know, he's been in the game for you know 10, 12 years, and he's he's paid his dues and he's played really well. And like, I'm, I'm glad they did that piece on him to show like what sort of person he is and what he means to clubs. So it was great. Uh, there's the twentieth anniversary of the 2002 grand final where the roosters uh beat the warriors that is the game so that's i think they're doing a like a 20 year anniversary thing so congratulations to all the players um that are going along to that 20 years mate you've got yours coming up soon a couple of years 20 years 20 years i'll speak that'll be a small affair i was speaking to minnie and uh shannon hegarty they're like it's 20 years already like Fuck, and now it feels like yesterday. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, what happens here? They used to just win that, don't they? Warriors, will, they'll turn up, but like, yeah, the Roosters, they're too much class. They haven't got too much class. I'm just waiting for them to click. They just, and then all of a sudden when they click, they're just going to start blowing sides away. I reckon this could be a dry track Sunday Arvo game, 20th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, they just got to wait for Kiri to sort of get his legs back. You know, people don't understand. Yeah. It takes about takes about you know twelve months to eighteen months to sort of you know fully get back, and he's slowly getting there. You know, Victor Radley's playing outstanding. Hargraves played amazing on the weekend. You know, like they need that they need that power game still. You know, with a little bit of flair on the edges. You know, they still miss they still miss like missing friend friendy and Boyd Cordner. Massive losses. But you can't yeah. replace those guys as people leaders of that club, you know what I mean? The, the experience that they have and how they lead them around the club, lead them around the field, the confidence levels that they have. You know, losing those two is like, it's, it's a big thing. Beryls you know, is back, know, too, which will be good. Yeah, Beryls is back. You know, they still got a great, still got a great side. Jeez. Crichton's still on the bad books on the bench there too. 
Still on the bench. Had a blinder on the weekend on the edge too, and then but he's back on the bench again. So I don't know. He's done something. Done something. Naughty Angus. Naughty Angus. Oh, Uh, Angus. St George against the Newcastle Knights. Explain to me how are St George favourites here? Is it because they think Newcastle's busted? St George cannot be favourites. St George have got a good team. They're just not really. They're not playing well. They just. They seem to come in and out of games. I think Newcastle's been way more consistent. Yeah. Like, uh, who, who's, what, is, is Ponga playing? Is like, is everyone on board? Ponga's on one leg, it looks like. Yeah, There's something wrong with him. He's not, he's not 100%. That could be no. not a bad game. Two, two, two not great sides is always a better game than one good side and one bad side, which is the Eels versus the Tigers. I don't want to talk about the Tigers because I just... Sorry, just every don't. time they just do anything, they get Just, I feel sorry for them. Good luck they've, to they've the Tigers. Never, That's all we want to say. They've never started the year off on five, so that's a record history. Not a hit. Not not one you want. <laughs> zero and, six, and five. Oh, yuck! Zero and six. All right, time for the Willies Big Boys. Ooh, nice. nice. Willies Big Boy. Off you go. What are your big boys' points? Who are they? Because um, I'm actually doing Zoom on my phone and I can't get out and have a look. <laughs> So one Everywhere. point, we'll, we'll play. I know because I wrote it down. So one point, he plays for Easts. He's a New Zealander. So Hargraves, Hargraves got one point, two Correct. points to to Kaloa Matangi, and three yep. points to Campbell Gillard. Campbell Gillard played sixty minutes straight. Like what a beast! And he had like you know, I think it was like twenty hit ups, like nearly two hundred meters. Like he played like an animal. Kaloa Matangi's been like probably the form back row of, of the whole comp, to be honest. Yeah, and it's good to see the old bull Hargraves come back and um, you know dominate the game like he usually does. It was good. So that leaves us now. You've gone heavy on para this year because the two para props are on top of the big boys' table. Uh, they've both got a number of votes that I didn't write down. Geez, we're prepared this week, aren't we? Well, what about just... what about what about that hit, uh, Junior Paulo on Brimson? I can't believe he got sinned in. He almost killed him. Like, but, mate, that's just hey, it's a it's a brutal sport. Like how much, we protect the players as as best as we can. Like sometimes you're going to get collisions like that. I heard reporters on there going, "Oh, it's just brutal. He should have got sent." Like, no, that's just a big man on a little man. Brimson was on. saying it hit his shoulder. He was literally it saying did. before he got sinned. He goes, "It's on my shoulder," and then he still got sinned. Because Paulo, like. Look at him! Like he's hundred, like everyone says, one hundred twenty kilo. Like he's a buck twenty eight, I reckon, and oh, just easy. like can can hit. Like he's one of the most dominant players in the whole comp. Like Brimson took balls to even run near him. Like that was that was that was ballsy, mate. It was very ballsy, but yeah, not deserved of a ten minute spell just for an aggressive hit. Bullshit. <laughs> All right, well, as our punting, let's not talk about how we've been going. It's probably best we just move straight into the segment, I think, to be honest, rather than talking about it. Because I thought Newcastle won. 
yeah, you, you had a bit of a night out last Thursday and yeah. uh, didn't watch the Newcastle game and you were crowing all weekend. You all actually weekend. got all the rest of them right. But I got you right. were gone. Yeah, you, 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 everyone except the first one that you didn't see. So, and it wasn't even missed. close. It was 30 to 6. They got pumped. They got absolutely pumped. And you still were claiming that you'd want to bet. But you did not and neither did any of us. So I have gone... <laughs> Storm 1-12 to 12 in a Roosters 13-plus in a South head-to-head. I think that Cronulla will push the Storm. I think the Roosters are ready to let loose and South will just win. And that is paying $6.34. Do you remember what you what, what, what have I got? No. I'll record you. No. So you have gone the Raiders into uh, an over 40-and-a-half Panthers versus the Broncos. In the east, in the Newcastle with the start. I can't believe Newcastle got the start. But that's paying $13, and it's actually not a bad bet. So, mm. well done to Well, I did, study the, I did study the guide. On. I, did, I did study the guide. Thank you to Bobby, um, Bobby Malia. He's, he's, my, he's my tipster. And then remembering what your tip was. And then, yeah, it's just been, this has got <laughs> you written all over it. Oh, uh, and then the producer, the producer has got... South in a Nick Meany anytime try scorer into the Knights, which is paying six dollars twenty-five. He obviously he's been embarrassing this year. He has been embarrassing. He hasn't been on his game, and he's not only go back to the horses. It's the only thing. I was was about to say that. Stick back to horses like AFL or some shit. Yeah, something you know something about because you don't know anything about rugby league. Can you bet on reserve grade? Can you can can we start betting on reserve grade or something? Well, remember when? Jersey, remember when? Jersey Fleet. Remember when West Tigers had the best reserve grade side of all time because they kept signing blokes on eight hundred thousand and putting them in reserve grade. Yeah, we should have bet on that every week. Yeah, they were still getting pumped, but I still got beaten. Back <laughs> <laughs> in reserve grade. Oh god. Uh, all right. Now, in terms of the uh, tips, I didn't write that down because I ran out a bit of paper, but. Uh, the producer's coming last, I'm coming first. That's all we really need to know about that. I think that you picked, I think you picked Raiders, Dogs, Penrith, Manly, Storm. I did pick some upsets. Titans, I picked the Titans too. Oh, you picked the Titans, did you? Because I'm, right. I'm, I'm coming after you. Did you pick the Eels? Or the Tigers? You should have picked the Tigers. Tigers will <laughs> pick them. They're due. It's always a good They're game due. for those two. So you want to change your tip to the Tigers there? Or? No, 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 no. The Eels are too, the Eels are too good. Uh, all right. So, I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I can't remember what we tipped. I think the, I, I, tipped, I tipped the Raiders, South, Penrith, Manly, Storm, East, Newcastle, and Parramatta, and I think the producer tipped the same because he just follows what yeah. I do because I'm his hero. He does. <laughs> Uh, all right, thank you everyone for tuning in. Please remember, oh, there was one Twitter thing um, about, well, we covered the Milford thing, and then this uh, bloke also asked about how the 2002 dogs would go, but I think we already answered that a while ago, but I think maybe you didn't listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. We always answer your questions because we love your questions. Um, was it us, O two 2 against the O nine 9 Melbourne side? Uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. Because so, we both got done for the cat. We're only yeah. like, we're only like three dollars over the cap. Melbourne were like three million. <laughs> you're only four hundred million dollars over the cap. It's all you too. I didn't. I didn't get a boat. <laughs> just like I got the boat. <laughs> I'm uh, still late on right. the boat. 
Well, thank you, everyone. Tune right. in next week. Um, I don't think there's going to be any uh, video this week, which is probably good. Um, yeah. Because neither of us are looking our best. But uh, there's audio. So listen to us on your podcast channels. Goodbye. Right. Goodbye. I will. I'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL is Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you.